0: Welcome to another edition of the PNC Christian Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Eli Noah, alongside Mansour, Peace and Barrys. Ben Pierce, Ben, how's it going, man?
1: Pretty good, man. Uh, you know, it's actually been a, a very productive week, and they got a lot of wrestling watched, and that's always fun, at least on the AEW side of things. And uh, I got, I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, before we get too deep into things. Uh, this is going to be a study in contrast this evening on the podcast because AEW uh, really impressed me, you know, just to be honest. And um, uh, WWE just continues to fall further and further down the evolutionary ladder. Um, I'm, just, I'm just completely convinced that they have given up on their weekly television because the quality of that has just been complete dog shit outside of two storylines so it's just it's very interesting but right. well, we should we shall uh forge on and provide you with an entertaining show and with that in, in mind of course any show uh that that comes after a pay-per-view has to start with The pay-per-view review. So we're gonna get started with a little bit of full gear reaction.
0: All right. So let's uh, take a look at that. Now I know you don't watch the kickoff of the three shows.
1: No, I don't.
0: But so I'm guessing you didn't watch this one either. No. Oh man. Um. Okay. We had a uh, one match on the on the kickoff or on the buy-in. Uh, it was Serena Deep defeating Allison K by submission to retain the NWA Women's Championship.
1: Oh God, do I do I have to go on a rant this early in the show? Really? Do I have to? What? Are you not happy with that result? Well, I'm, it's not so much for Saul, but it's just the fact that... Oh, Allison, I know. Yes, I know Allison where you're going. K I know was, where you're going yeah. was relegated to the pre-show. Yes, yeah, the
0: yep, yep. I hear you. Yes. Um, speaking of Serena D, this Wednesday, this just broke uh, a couple of days ago. This Wednesday, we will have Serena D versus Thunder Rosa on Dynamite.
1: And, and, you know, that's going to be a great match. But I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Why does it seem like the NWA championship is getting more television time than the AEW women's championship? It's just, I mean, I, I know. know right?
0: it's, it, seems, it seems like we never see the AEW women's championship get defended. What's going I, on?
1: I mean, I know. I know that the NWA and AEW have a partnership and especially since NWA is not running product right now. You know, I get it. But it's just it's very, I'm I'm holding up my Rice Krispie treat as I try to ponder the answer to this to this quarry because it's just it's mystifying to me that another company's title would get that degree of shine on AEW's um, So so that you
0: Rice krispie treat is soothing you and keeping you from going yeah. on, a, on a rant.
1: Yeah,
0: Okay. It really is. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the main show and this is a way to open the show. Kenny Omega defeating Hangman Adam Page in the finals of the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament. So he will now go on to face John Moxley down the road for that championship. So we we'll see this we,
1: match. Uh, uh, well, actually, a c- couple of different things. One, I, I loved this match. This match was was absolutely awesome way to kick off the show. Um, I really like the fact that they're, that they're bringing uh, Kenny Omega back to, like, the version of him that I thought we were going to get from the get-go. Because I thought, you know, okay, AEW, okay, the cleaner is gonna show up and he's just gonna run shit, and they didn't go in that direction, which was surprising to me. You know, they kind of had the, they kind of had uh, Kenny Omega playing the uber good guy gimmick, which always surprises me, um, because he because he's so good at the uh, at the heel kind of things, um. So that was kind of weird, um, but having said that, um, I, I this match was just one of those that you have to go back and take a look at. And you know, as as Hangman gets more um, gets more seasoning on him in the like the main scene limelight, I see really big money for him. And then the other thing before we, we continue into the actual match is I don't know if you, I don't know how you felt about it, but I really liked um, how they structured the card. Like almost every match, like had a reason to be in the position that it was in,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I, particularly the first and the last match, I really liked because they had the. Uh, the qualifying match finals for the championship, and then they had the championship match to end the night, which which was really interesting because I've always been a, a proprietor of like, okay, your most important match of the night has to has to end the evening, which I feel like in WWE we don't get. Um, so um, so I really enjoyed that one. And then, um, you know, I was kind of interested to see how Paige would come in because since, uh, because since he's been playing this like alcoholic gimmick, we never quite know which version of yeah. him what we were gonna get. But they definitely took the serious route um, yeah. with him, and uh, and I really appreciated that. Now, um, the the first couple minutes took. It took a little bit of time to set up. I was I was like, okay, this is starting out a little slow. Um but then then it really picked up. Um the one the one part that really like set the match off for me, um in terms of excitement, was when um when the the both of them were outside of the ring and Omega hops onto the railing. And flips it, flips off of it with a moonsault. I was like, "Holy shit!" Mm-hmm. If you go back and take a look at that moonsault, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. Charlotte Flair needs some lessons because holy shit, that's how you do a moonsault. Goddamn it. Um, okay. And, oh. You know, but it's just like it's just the entire match had me invested. Like, you know, you might notice that I don't, that when I do these reviews, I don't like to go move by move because like, you know, everybody can watch the match and if you've seen the match already, you don't need me to go move for move. Um,
0: No, it just makes it show longer.
1: (laughs) You know, yeah, and and it's more editing for you, but on top of that, I feel like that's less entertaining for the fans, but yeah. So I, I try to go from like entertainment value and what I pulled out of it, um, but I, but I really I really like the fact that at the very end of it, Paige was still trying to fight out of the V trigger because if you notice, a lot of the time when um, when uh, Kenny goes for the V trigger. That's, that, like that's it and that's like a foregone conclusion that that's it I didn't feel that way with this because one uh, one he kicked out multiple V triggers and, and then when he, when he went for the when he went for the one winged angel um, it, was, it was Paige still trying to fight out of it so I, I really appreciated that Um, and yeah, this was just a banger of a way to start off the show for sure. I, I really, um, I really was invested in in the pay-per-view, um, right off the bat. And I, 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 this was one of those matches where it was a great story. Um, and, uh, you know, it was one of those where even though it was 16 minutes long, I would have been perfectly fine with it going five or 10 more minutes. What did you
0: think? Uh, this was a very, very uh, good way to start off the show. I really enjoyed this match. Just like everything about this match from beginning to end. The storytelling, yeah. uh, this version of King Omega, which we, is the version we should have gotten from the beginning. OK, so on to the second one. We had Orange Cassidy defeating John Silver.
1: I was a little bit confused by this match because there was no um, – hang on. Okay, there you go. I was, I was having a computer problem. Um, I was a little bit confused by this match, first of all, because there was no storyline going into it. Uh, that um, was kind of, but not really. They didn't really
0: build it up. It was just uh, I came out of Orange Cassidy feuding with the Dark Order.
1: Yeah, but that's that's but, not. But yeah, no. no, I, I okay. get what you're
0: saying. They didn't really build anything up, so he didn't really yeah
1: uh, yeah.
0: Uh,
1: but <laughs> go on. but having said se- having said that, I think John Silver came out of the match looking like a bigger star than what I thought he was. I think this guy's gonna break off from the Dark Order and uh,
0: go on a singles uh, run. And he should. Yeah.
1: Because he he's a breakout star um you know the dark order kind of confuses me now because we haven't seen Brody lee in 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 a while now nope the only,
0: like, the only place we've seen him is on the on a recent edition of uh awn scripted
1: and, and i so i'm very confused as to where they're going with the dark order
0: <laughs> yeah uh, i have no uh-huh. idea where
1: they're going I don't know.
0: Then we had uh, the TNT Championship Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes, not Cody. Cody Rhodes.
1: Yeah, I really enjoyed how they emphasized that.
0: <laughs> Losing to Darby Allin. Darby Allin is your new TNT champion. What do you think of Darby so, Allin as a new champion?
1: So, I like it. A couple of different things that I want to that I really want to bring to the forefront about this match. First of all, I was surprised that Cody lost, considering that, that they made it such a big deal when he came back and from from really getting the shit kicked out of him from uh, Brody Lee, because he lost he lost the championship so quickly to to Brody Lee, and it it was just it, I mean it was just a complete ass kicking. Um, so after, after, after really having to fight to get the, to get the, um, championship back, I was like, okay, well, they're going to build, they're going to build up Cody again and, and have him go on a, on a run with, with the championship, the way that, the way that he should have the first time. Um, but having said that, I can't really complain about Darby All- Allen winning because I feel like he needed he needs a title more than Cody does. Cody is like, the man of AEW, and everybody knows that. I mean, just look at how much effort they put in his entrance compared to everybody else. Um, you know, it, it, it doesn't take much to, for, for everybody to know that Cody Rhodes is this, the face of, of the of the brand so you don't really need him to have a championship having said having said that um I would have I would have expected I would have expected him to hold on to it at least a, at least a little bit longer I mean I could I could have seen I could have seen him dropping the championship to uh to uh Darby at um at Re- revolution because that's like still four months away. Um, so I could have seen that, but but like I said, you know Darby Allen's one of those guys where I really wasn't expecting too much out of him to tell you the truth. Um, one because I had never I had never seen him before, but two, um, his, his I thought his gimmick was good, just gonna be like. Jeff Hardy version too, but it really didn't turn out that way. Um, and and I see him as having a uh, superstar quality. And and the and the, the thing that I that I enjoy the most about um, about Darby is that dis- despite his his size, he really doesn't wrestle like a smaller guy to me. Like. He like legitimately doesn't give a damn. Like he will do, whatever, um, whatever he has to do. Like, but I still take him seriously. Like I don't, I don't view him as the underdog. I don't know if that, I don't know if that's what AEW is trying to portray him as. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, and it really seemed like that because they, if because if you notice throughout the commentary, um of the match, they were saying how this is the fourth time that Cody and, and Darby have faced off. And um, and Darby hadn't won one yet. He They went to that one draw, like a 20-minute time limit, I think. Um, but he had never pulled it off over Cody. And they doubled down on that. In a uh, pre-match like uh, video package, where I, Cody Cody was coming off like a dick through the whole um, through the whole uh, video package, so that they really go all the way with with a heel turn for Cody. That's gonna be very interesting because I I don't see that working at least not right now. I feel like AEW needs to be more established before Cody turns heel. Now-
0: now I know I know you don't watch AEW Dark. No, I don't. And that's where we have a lot of the names names that we've never heard of before. Now, did you know we we were you aware of uh, a new tag team that was uh, on there recently? They had Devon's uh, sons on there. Uh, yeah, I I,
1: I I heard about that because it was it was widely reported.
0: And do you know what their team name is?
1: No, I no. don't.
0: TNT.
1: Oh, God. No, no, don't do that. That's so stupid. <laughs> um, well, on a variety of levels. I, can, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. Like, no. Because TNT is the name of the network and they're already calling Darby Allen the face of the network. Just like they were with Cody before he lost it. But the other thing is, like, that's so terribly unoriginal because their names are Terrence and Terrell. It's like, oh, my <laughs> right? God, are you fucking kidding me? Um, so, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not thrilled about that. Um, now, uh, one of the other thing that I noticed is, like, it wasn't just the video package, but, like, throughout the match, it really seemed like Cody was taking uh, Darby lately. Um, you know, like doing push-ups in the middle of things, and Arn was was just completely losing his shit um, and getting really pissed off at uh, at Cody. Um, and then, uh, then like I love Darby Allen stunner into the coffin drop.
0: I'm afraid every, I'm afraid every time he does that, that he's gonna get hurt himself or uh, is it what bothering? the coffin
1: drop or the stunner
0: no the coffin drop I, I like it, the, the way he the way he does it like especially uh,
1: from the top rope to the outside yeah yeah I mean I can, I can definitely see that I mean it I don't think that move has has a, a long shelf life but um. But right now at 22, 23 years old, I don't think he gives a fuck. But he, he's going to when he gets older. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. Um, but, but there was one stupid spot in, in, in the match that really had me shaking my head. Okay. It, immediately after um, Cody hit the, hit the Avalanche crossroads off the top, which was an awesome move, he didn't realize that Darby was that close to the ropes. And it, it was, it, and that was, that just made the both of them look really stupid. Like, you're not going to try to pull him away from the ropes or pin his arm or something, you know? And it's, it, so just logically, like, that didn't look good from, from, from like an on-screen perspective, because throughout the match you can already see that Cody's taking him lightly, and then he doesn't realize where the, where Darby is in relation to the ropes. It's like, come on now. Um, but other other than that, um, you yeah, know. But the way that they ended it was 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 interesting because it was this back and forth kind of. Pinning combination thing, um, with with like uh, you know they were each rolling each other up and stuff, Um, but the end the still the ending came off a little bit hokey, Um, and uh, and I don't I don't I don't know I don't know how long this Darby Allen run is gonna last, but then in addition to that I don't. I don't know where Cody goes from here. Like, cause Darby can do a lot with the title, but like, where does Cody go? And we're gonna get more into that when when we hit the Dynamite review because. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I'm not gonna spoil that. But it was whoa. interesting.
0: It was interesting.
1: Oh well, that's one way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but. <laughs> So, the, the next match, I confess, I took a bathroom break during. I also went to get a snack.
0: Oh, okay. Hikaru
1: uh, defeating Natal Rose. Oh, my God. So, you, you didn't
0: see this at all?
1: Well, no, I, I saw some of it, but it's <gasps> just like, holy
0: fuck. Yeah, this was not a very good match. The only exciting part about this match was the ending when Vicky uh, got in Nyla Rose's face.
1: Oh, <laughs> I, I wanted Nyla to powerbomb Vicky so bad. I, I, I really did. Excuse me. I really did, but no. na- but now they're just making Nyla look like a bitch. But then it's like I don't, I don't care because, I, like that's how. That's how low I think of her abilities in the ring. Like she can't, she cannot wrestle
0: worth a fuck. Did you notice there are reindeer, the colors?
1: Uh, Which, both Both, of them or which one? Both of them. No, was there some sort of correlation? I didn't see that.
0: Red and blue. What what colors do random do represent? Uh, like male and female. Ron SmackDown. Oh, uh, okay. Did you, did you did you catch that? He uh, Higu- no.
1: was Raw
0: and Rose was SmackDown.
1: Yeah, it, well I didn't catch it at the t- at the time, but it makes sense now. You're saying it. Yeah. Okay. But it's just I don't care. About this match, worth a damn because, um, I just, I think Hikaru she does a much better wrestler than that, but like Nia Rose, just I don't know what they're doing with her. They're trying to build her up, but she just doesn't have it. I'm sorry, I get you know to me she's she's almost as bad as Nia Jax. I. I don't. I don't want to see that. Oh. I, I don't. care.
0: That would be a terrible match. Night, Jackson. Ella Rose.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh. oh uh, don't don't give me nightmares.
0: <laughs> okay. So next oh. we had next we had for the tag team championships. The Young Bucks versus FTR, if the Young Bucks didn't win, they said they would never challenge for the titles again, but clearly they won and they are your new tag team champions.
1: I loved every minute, every detail, everything about this match. This was 28 minutes long, and I loved every motherfucking moment of this situation,
0: actually, not really. It was more like almost thirty minutes. Well, yeah, it, it, it's
1: saying 2825 20, on the website. I'm looking at
0: twenty-eight. Yeah, twenty-eight. Yeah,
1: 20, yeah. Um, and uh, you know, first before we get into the match, I have to tell you, this build for this match of all matches was terrible. I mean, terrible. I mean, yeah, who, you, you don't even know
0: if the young bucks were heels or faces, they're super kicking everyone.
1: No, no, it's no, but so it, the execution wasn't done right at all. However, the match itself, holy shit! Yeah. to me, to me, to me, it's a toss up for a match of the year between this. And the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros at the last uh, Revolution pay-per-view. Okay, and there there are as there are aspects to this that I really enjoy because both teams were executing moves that were homages to uh, tag teams of the past. You saw you saw Rock and Roll Express. You saw um. The Dudley Boys, you saw the Hardys, um, uh, and there was there was one other tag team move that I noticed that that um, it's just it's evading me at the moment, um, but um, you know every everything just just felt like it flowed really well, and it's this kind of a match that really um that really makes me um makes me miss like the basics of of wrestling psychology. Um there's one and there's two things that I'll point out here. The fact that they were really selling uh, Matt's injury, which is legit. Like he he might need surgery on on his on his leg. Um I, I heard. So the, the fact that the fact that they were able to pull off this caliber of a match when Matt was pretty much down to one leg, that's a testament to how tough they are. Now, now you know from from the past from past shows. I'll be honest with you. I am not the biggest fan of the Young Bucks. I never I never have been. They're, uh, they're just not my style. They don't they don't sell enough for me to take them seriously. Even though their athletic talent is insane, uh, I, like I I mean absolutely no disrespect, but that's just me. Um, but 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 all credit to them because they they sold the hell out of the out of the leg injury. You know they they were hitting moves from. That were, like I said, shout outs to tag teams of the past, you know, and uh, this is one of those where I feel like my description is not going to do it any justice. But then the one other psychological um, masterpiece of this match was um, at first, he, at first, um, he, one of one of the unbox. I'm trying to I'm trying to see which one. Yes, it was it was Matt that was gonna hit um, Dax Harwood with with the with the chair. A, and to, at the end of the match, and at first, at first he's begging him to hit him because it's like that'll that'll be a disqualification. I remember that part. Yep. And they'll never be able to challenge for the titles again and and or like like at first like they'll win because they'll just be a disqualification but then then like once he realizes that 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 if matt does this they'll never be able to challenge for it he's begging him to hit him he's just absolutely begging him and then and then um nick has to come in and be like no 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 let's not let's not do that um you know and, and like i said this match is a lot to go over um but um but i i thoroughly enjoyed this this was a clinic in tag team wrestling and um really reminds me why i have so much respect for the art of tag team wrestling which is which was obviously going to be a focus of AEW from the jump but this this Match tells me that that they were right in making this decision because holy shit!
0: All right, next we had the final the, the elite deletion from the Hardy compound. Matt Hardy defeating Sammy Guevara. Ben, what do you got on this one?
1: <laughs> I I I'm kind of done with with these cinematic matches. Yeah, it kind of took me out of it. You know, Gangrel and then Harry Helms—they were cool. You know, yeah, that, but, that
0: was a, that was a nice surprise.
1: But it just—I wasn't invested in this match at yeah. all.
0: I don't know. I just uh, when they went into the um, deletion chamber or whatever, which was basically just the garage or whatever. Yeah. And uh, and the
1: Matt pretty much killed the uh, Sammy. Yeah. And what is it with these shots to the head for this entire feud? Not good, so like I mean, did you did you see the state of 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 Sammy Guevara's head, the mm-hmm. back of his head? Yep. Like holy shit! Okay, first of all, Matt, now there are two points that I'd like to bring up, and they kind of one feeds off the other, but one. Matt almost died as a result of taking a fall, and you really want to focus on headshots during this, during this match, really. That's interesting, and it's, it's equally interesting because before the match aired, Matt posted a very emotional video apologizing to the fans about about what happened at um, at the. Um, as a previous pay-per-view where he got hurt, okay? And and then, like, how how his confidence really took a shot and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, so I'm like, okay, I legitimately feel bad for this guy now, but then they're still doing head shots during the whole fucking thing, and, and Sammy Guevara's head's leaking like a bad faucet. I mean, what, what, are, what are they doing? I just... You know when when they, when the Hardys first did this match in um, in Impact, I thought it was cool. I thought I thought that the um, that the deletion match was that was well played. I enjoyed the concept. We hadn't see, we hadn't seen it before. I thought it was, I thought it was really really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it has just been overplayed since then. Cause they, they did one in WWE which was a flop, oh. and this one wasn't a flop. But it, I just I wasn't invested in it once they started with all the head injury crap, and,
0: and, and private party
1: involvement. So with the yeah, walkie talkies and stuff. I, yeah, I <laughs> thought that was lame. I I really did. You want to go in?
0: You want to go in? Yeah, yeah. Let's go in.
1: Apparently, apparent. Um, the reviewer of this um, website that, I, that I'm that i using does, d- disagrees with my um disagrees with my assessment um, yeah, what, did, what did they say he said there's a lot to love here and there's also some that was a bit over the top uh he, he does he does admit that this is somewhat subjective so I give him credit um he says, but there's more good than bad. I really would have liked seeing winning, though. I I would I would agree with that because I feel like Matt Hardy's role there is to help build stars. Yeah. Um. So I agree with him there. Um. But but it's just like I get why Matt won, but it, it, like I said once again, the the head injury just took me out of the out of the match completely Mm -hmm. um so that's just me and if if ww or if aew is not careful they are really going to get themselves in some deep shit if if one of if if somebody suffers a serious head injury i mean really um and we um, had sorry go on I mean I to to finish to finish this off, I would go as far as to say that some of this looks Bush league. And I hate saying that because I really do have a lot of respect for Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara, but I this one just didn't land for me. So there you go. But onto the onto the next awesome. onto the
0: next match we have MGF versus Chris Jericho if mgf wins he is in the inner circle
1: and and, and before I get my take because I feel like I'm talking too much uh, what it, what did you think of this match overall
0: uh this match uh, wasn't bad um, I, I like this match uh, I like this match it was uh they told the story in uh then uh, we got the. I like with that how they followed up on Wednesday, which we gave into the into the in the review. Um, yeah. I just don't see how MJF fits in with the inner circle. I just I don't get it. I still well, say something's gonna happen.
1: Well, and where I think they're going with this is there's gonna be some sort of power play between MJF and. Uh, Chris Jericho for control of the inner circle, okay. and then that's gonna lead. That's gonna lead to the dissolu- dissolution of the inner circle, which is gonna lead to a second match between the two.
0: I I, I hope they don't make a, another inner circle. and They don't start doing something like what they did with the NWO. Oh God, no! We don't. That's we don't need that. We already had that with the NWO, where everyone. Everyone uh, pretty much joined the NWO at one point or other.
1: Yeah, it was it was
0: terrible. Ben, yeah. you're part of the NWO, I'm part of the NWO, my, my brother's part of the NWO, all the
1: fans are part of the NWO. And my yeah. brother who doesn't even watch wrestling is part of the NWO. <laughs> yeah, you know. No, we, we don't need that. My my grandmother of in heaven's part of the NWO, you know.
0: Uh, yeah. No uh, okay. Yeah, whatever. Uh, the main event: John Moxley defeating Eddie Kingston in an I Quit match to retain the AEW Championship. This was a good match. Uh, usually, I don't. Um, usually, I don't like these like barbed wire and thumbtacks in uh, these matches because I feel like we saw it pretty much every week in the Attitude Era that. It got to a point where it didn't. It wasn't special anymore. But I like AEW for because they don't do this. They save it for, for special occasions like this.
1: Yeah, but but how how often did WWE have people that could that could pull off and make you believe that they were gonna kick somebody's ass to the to this? Yeah. Degree. I mean, that didn't happen very often.
0: No, I. I that's That's why I like uh, I like this yeah. one, and I'm not a fan of the barbed wire stuff.
1: Well, no, I'm not. But.
0: But yeah, this was. They did it a lot better here than they did in WWE. Yeah, and I'll
1: I'll, I'll even say I think that I think that this was better than than the uh, the other match that um that John had. I. Um, um, with Kenny Omega. No, no. What was what was the other what was the other extreme match that he had? Um, Barb Wire. He a Revolution with
0: Kenny Omega. Oh, he, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, Remember, and where they had that spider web of uh, me out of barbed Wire, which I'm like, no one's. Yeah. In, I, I'm the, I'm like, I don't see anyone getting out of there without blood.
1: Yeah. But well, and the the one the one. So I really enjoyed this match largely because I'm a huge fan of Eddie Kingston mm-hmm. and John Moxley, but particularly Eddie Kingston. So this this was not scientific, but it was it was beautiful in terms of the story.
0: Yeah, uh, feel
1: I feel like the um, I feel like the. Uh, the promo that they had on the um, on the Go Home show a Dynamite really played into the match very well, and you know what happened after the match with with um, with John still trying to help him up even even after they just kicked, almost killed each other. There was one spot where, which may have been a little bit over the line. I, I admit, I admit, I got a little bit I got a little bit queasy. Oh. Um, with uh with the alcohol all over the punctured bag yeah so that was a little bit weird but it, if i can if i can pull up my my twitter um right now while, while I'm doing this let me i actually <laughs> yeah. i actually said something about this match live as it was as it was happening and um, if I can, if I can so find that. So why, why are
0: you doing that? I'm gonna just say, um, going back to Darby Allen, Cody Rhodes. At the end, uh, you saw how they uh, they attacked uh, Darby Allen. I thought uh, that went on until I thought they could have added another match in there because I would have had Miro, but no, they had to put him in a backstage vignette. Yeah, I don't like that. That's, ter- handling- that's ter-
1: terrible. It's terrible. Yeah, I don't like how they're handling Miro. Um, but yeah, this is, just, so this is what I said on my Twitter. I said, um, holy shit, what a main event. Massive respect to Moxley and Kingston. Make no mistake, that was about so much more than thumbtacks and rubbing alcohol. That is the heart of two badasses putting, the, putting their bodies on the line for us. And the, and the largely that was because of the story being told, you know. I, you know, is that the kind of match I want to see all the time? Hell no. I, you know, I'm not, not interested in revisiting. You know, Combat Zone Wrestling. You know, this is this is not this is not you know Necro Butcher a Mad Dog funny. I, I don't care to see that. But when when situations call for it, and it's believable because of who's who's in who's in the ring, and and when somebody's mom gets brought into the situation, kind of like kind of like w- when um when um when Trans Mom was brought into it, and then we saw that that you know the back lot bra kind of thing. It was, it was kind of like that, where it's like, okay, now I can believe that these two are absolutely going to rip each other the fuck apart, and this kind of match fits that d- description. So, for what it was and who was in it, I absolutely loved it. So, that's my take. Okay, so, and over- I- Oh, go ahead. On. No, so I was just going to say, so overall, like, f- like full gear with the exception of, of Nyla Rose versus Hikaru Shida, every, and even though I didn't like the deletion match very much, um, I feel like every match had a purpose and the storytelling was really good and, like, they were just focused on really bouncing back from, uh, from All Out, which is, which was not a good show largely, in my opinion, um, so they really needed to uh, put their best foot forward um, with full gear, especially especially since they only have four pay-per-views a year. You know, if if one of them is bad, then that's then that's pretty bad in and of, in and of itself. But if they had two of them or like back-to-back bad shows, that would be a problem. Um, but they did they did like a really good job of of you know redeeming themselves. Mm-hmm. Here, so I was happy for them for, for that.
0: Okay, now uh, just speaking of uh, Miro, uh, now I'm a fan of his. But did you listen to uh, Takis Jericho when he with the, the episode he was on?
1: Uh, no, I didn't.
0: Oh, that, that that was a great episode. I really enjoyed uh, listening to him on on that one. Uh, he uh, he was talking about. Um, when he was releasing from WWE, and he said that he already, he already knew he was gonna end up in AEW, but he was talking about uh, the, what they wanted to do with him, and, um, okay, you know how he was always, um, they portrayed him as this guy who was always starved for sex? Yeah. Apparently Vince McMahon wanted him to have... Uh, Ed.
1: Yeah.
0: I. Right.
1: That's, Th- that's just so stupid.
0: Okay, and um, now um, there was also remember when uh, Lana announced their engagement that they were going to be married. mm mm-hmm. Prior to that, they were going to make uh Rusev the Intercontinental Champion. Then, once Lana announced their engagement and posted it on social media, they took that away from him, they started making him a job, job to others in the matches.
1: Yeah, because they don't, they don't like it when um, when somebody goes on social media and messes with their storylines, that's why.
0: Oh, Vince, what are you doing? Anyways, huh, that's our, our review of uh, AEW Full Gear. We are now going to get into our review of Monday Night Raw. I'm going to, have to throw it over to my co-host for that,
1: Ben. Okay. And, and I swear, this one's going to be a lot shorter. Uh-oh. Um, because I am completely out of patience with Monday Night Raw. I am just – I even and, – and this applies to SmackDown as well to a lesser extent. But I even posted something on, on social media. I said that if it wasn't for this, my podcast, I would, not, we, I would not watch weekly WWE television. And, and Raw just encapsulates the reason why. It's, just, it's either the same shit every week, or it's just so incredibly bad that I just I couldn't possibly care any less.
0: Well, lately I, I have SmackDown uh, being better than Raw lately.
1: Oh oh oh, without question, without even a shadow of a doubt. Ugh, but Raw makes me embarrassed to be a professional wrestling fan. It does. I you know, in, in, in my family we've kind of made a running joke out of it, but. When my mom walks in and and sees what's going on, mo- actually, first of all, most of the time she she walks in while the while the girls are are in the ring, which you know it's, it it. But it's happened so many times where it's like okay, but it's almost like she's gotta be planning this shit. But some, <laughs> it like, like it. But sometimes she, sometimes she just comes in and. And you know, watch just a little bit of it, and I'm like, where did I go wrong? You're such a, you're such a good guy. Otherwise,ing it, you watch this shit. Um, yeah, you know, but but my point being is like, and I, I know you have me dragging you down even further. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's just kind of like, you know, but watching Raw the way it is now. I would not want to tell people that this is why I'm a fan because this is the quality of this show is so far removed from what made me fall in love with the product in the first place. And just to see, and like, without even getting angry, Elliot or going on rant, seeing a product that I love this much for this long because I've I've been watching it for almost thirty years, seeing it become bastardized to the point that it is. It's just sad and it's ridiculous. And um you know, I have I've lost so much respect for the company uh, you know, over, over the last uh two or three years because it, it is just ridiculous. But let me let me illustrate why it is ridiculous. Uh we had
0: a total of eight matches, right?
1: Oh God! The, this show needs to go back to two hours. You, you know, you know how bad this Desperally.
0: is. You know how bad no. this is. I have uh, out of eight matches, I only
1: have three highlights. Oh God! Because I didn't have any highlights. I was gonna go all oh, lowlights. What? What were your highlights? I just um, what
0: the okay. Jeff Hardy, the triple threat match was wasn't. Uh, Terrible, the Jeff Hardy one. Uh, it was better than the Braun Strowman. Uh, oh my fan. god. Um, oh. the Ricochet Mustafa Ali and the New Day.
1: Well, for me, the only highlight was Ricochet and uh, Mustafa Ali. That was that was really good. Yeah, that now that's 14 minutes I could watch again. But even the, even the issue with that is you know that they're not going to do anything with those guys because Retro... Retribution is is so dead and buried. It's just like oh my god.
0: Let me say this. This just about, like a... about. Let me say this about slapjack or whatever his name is.
1: Slapjack. I can,
0: go, <laughs> I can go to party packages buy a paper plate, and color it with a black marker, and use that as a mask. That look. Oh. That looks disgusting. That looks so amateur. That mask. Well, the, well, the, well,
1: all oh. of their masks like fucking amateur. What are you talking about? Well, Dio Madden just
0: Dio Madden just looks scary.
1: <laughs> yeah, Dio Madden's the only guy on there that I can take seriously.
0: Like, I mean, come on, Dominic Dejkovic, T-Bar, come on.
1: And 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 this is how buried they are. When when um when MVP called him T-Bag a number of weeks ago, I was just like, oh my God, you got you gotta be kidding me. Poor me, I
0: am. Like, why? Come on.
1: Well, well y- y- yes, there's that, but also, speaking of the women of retribution, um, uh, Mercedes Martinez, who was originally in it...
0: Yeah, she's um, back in the NXT, right?
1: Yeah, she, but she said that she requested out of it, um, and, and, and God bless her, because wow. if you really think about it, wow. that, was th- a- that, that woman has been in the business for 18 years and you're going to come to WWE to be in that storyline, so I applaud
0: her. her. And and, and uh, we, I think we covered her name in that group on the past. Yeah. Retaliation.
1: Oh, God, please help me. <laughs> no. But, no. no, it's just like I have respect. I have even more respect for Mercedes Martinez than I did, because for her to step up and say, you know, I don't want to be in this, it's like, good for good for you. Absolutely good for you. Yep. Because, because retribution, this is why I, and this is why I have the biggest problem with retribution. Yes. Is their booking terrible? Absolutely. Is the storytelling nonsensical? Absolutely. Do their costumes, or do, their, do, do their masks look stupid as fucking amateur hour? Yes. Absolutely. Does it? Do they come across like a clearance sale at Party City after Halloween? Hell yeah. The, the, all of that is true. The biggest problem I have with Retribution is you are taking no less than five, five premier talents from NXT, and you have done so much damage to them that it is absolutely absurd. It is, it is so obvious that Vince and, and Bruce have no idea what the fuck they're doing with anybody from NXT. It is, it is disturbing, it is sad, and it, it is quite frankly pathetic. And any, anybody that's under contract with WWE, good, good luck, God bless you. And I, I know that as a wrestler, the, the storytelling is not your fault, but I hope to God you're getting paid very, very well for this. Because create creatively or creatively, you have got to be in hell. And if you say you're not, then you're lying, because everything about this show and how horrible it is can can be encapsulated just by talking about retribution. Now, did you hear?
0: Now, of course, you already know about this. They released Selena Vega.
1: Yep. And, and I'm glad you brought that up, um, because she found out about that during SmackDown, and this is this is how idiotic the, the the people on social media are, and and I know that our listeners are more intelligent than the Cretans on social media. Um, so, you know, I'm going to pull a George Carlin line and say, this is not apply to you, but the rest of them, holy jumping fucking shit balls, dumber than a second coat of paint. Oh, no, what did they say? They said that Selena Vega got fired because she posted a tweet um, supporting union unionization. Well, I, I saw I saw that
0: tweet. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know.
1: These people they... are stupid. She did not get fired for that.
0: No, I don't think
1: she got fired for that. She got she got fired because because after all the Twitch bans and stuff, she went and started an OnlyFans. Really. It was, and was and it was and is selling five hundred dollar pictures of her in lingerie. Now now, 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 she emphasized that it was non-nude, and this and this is this, and I'm not going after Selena Vega because if you can if you can get some sucker. To pay 500, $500 for a picture of you in lingerie. Good luck and God bless you. <laughs> you know, read, read, their, uh, read their bank account. I will, I will laugh with you all the way to the goddamn bank. I'll send you my co cool host's information. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, have, I have no problem with that whatsoever. I, I you know I wanna see I wanna see these pathetic virgin motherfuckers <laughs> who who <laughs> pay five hundred dollars for laundry. <laughs> <face. Well done. laughs> Fuck you, first of all. But no, but, but as you're some, by the scene, way, I'm sorry,
0: I'm sorry, before you go on, well back we were talking about Shotzi Blackheart doing the same thing uh, with uh, apparently uh, there was a story going around. No, it wasn't. Hers, it was pictures of it. Apparently.
1: Oh well, still. I know, right? Come still, on. I, 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 I didn't
0: think she'd be that disgusted, like to like actually do sell that. Like,
1: no. Yeah, well, that's well, well, that's disgusting on both fronts. Yeah, like, do, both saying. doing it and the people that sell it. That's yeah, that, that's that's over the line for me, but. But look, I'm not going after Selena Vega. I have a lot of I have a lot of respect for Selena Vega, both for In the Marine Talent and how she handled um and how she handled the situation because she released a statement on on Twitch in which she she didn't blame WWE at all. And again, she was she was very classy and very Uh, emotional about the whole situation and you know i think there was a lot of frustration there because uh you know specifically related to the twitch fans and 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 uh wwe making the decision to not do live events anymore the fans have to understand one the that's taking so much money out of the wrestlers' pockets. And two, with WWE taking over all their Twitch accounts and stuff like that, um, they they are losing out on so much revenue. I mean, it's ridiculous. And, and um, WWE, you know, <laughs> there's two sides to that. One, you know, I, I can understand that if if the talent is using WWE-created names, because then that's their property. That's intellectual property of theirs that these people are making money off of. I, I get that, even though I don't like the, the decision. But um, the fact the fact that they're still doing it, even with the people using their own names, um. That's pathetic because you know you're gonna take money out of these people's pockets during a pandemic,
0: and and the, and Vince wanted to own uh, the the legal names.
1: It's just uh, it's it's ridiculous. It. You know what,
0: Ben? You, you I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna I'm trying I'm gonna file a trademark to own your name. I'm gonna own Ben Pier- the name Ben Pierce.
1: That's it. Well, you know what my reaction would be, <laughs> and I I, I I mean this, and look, I'm not trying to sound like a badass or anything, but it, my reaction wouldn't, would, it wouldn't be "fuck you" or I wouldn't curse at anybody. Yeah. I, I I would honestly be like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> right. Because no, Wait. like ser- seriously, somebody has to be mentally ill. Yep. To believe now, I'm hoping that that story is not true because I've heard two different versions of that: one that is true and one that is not. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, d- despite my mixed feelings on Vince McMahon, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the, of the doubt on that one because I don't have concrete infor- concrete information that he actually said that. Okay. But but I, but I will say that if that thought was even entertained i'm concerned about his mental capacity i
0: mean you know what i would love to see someone completely flip that around and say that they're going to file a trademark on the name vince mcmahon oh my and just see what he would do i i guarantee he'd lose it if uh, that ever happened
1: yeah and and yet and yet that's exactly what he would be doing to them but (laughs) Even if even if you take the legal name situation out of it, or WWE created names, the fact that he is preventing these people from from making money during a, a pandemic yep. is, is is ridiculous.
0: Speaking of which, uh, what what's it like down there?
1: Um. Oh, so. <laughs> They have. They, this just happened on, on Wednesday. Oh. As, as as we're recording this, it is it is Friday, uh, Nov. Or I'm sorry, Saturday, November fourteenth. The, the days all blend together, but Saturday, November fourteenth, and as of um, as of Wednesday, they have enacted a second. Uh, Lockdown of sorts, and they have they have all these different um they have all these different regulations, and this is just getting ridiculous, because what the fuck? in in my state, which is which is Maryland, uh, just today there was over two thousand additional cases of coronavirus. Fuck. Um. So. Yeah, this is not going well. And I uh, and I, I asked
0: that because over here apparently yeah, we, yeah. apparently I think we're going back into a lockdown again here where I am and in Toronto and this is just this is ridiculous. Like yeah. uh, there was there's this um hall like close to where I live. Yeah called Live Jardin. Okay, the garden. And uh, they uh had a party where I don't know how many people and it was a complete mess. A whole slew of people there that were there got sick and it just made everything worse.
1: Yeah, well, you know, and and, and I look at this from two fronts. One, yes, coronavirus is a is a threat. And if, if the wrong person gets it, they could potentially die if they have, you know, underlying image Underlying illnesses. I take nothing away from the threat of coronavirus, mm-hmm. uh, but number number two is even for the healthy people. These these regulations are 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 handicapping them even if they're not sick because. you know they can't work they can't make money they're 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 screwed in so many different capacities i can't i can't hang out at the library the way i used to i used to go
0: there on saturdays sometimes during the week and um just to hang out and uh they have a whole section there like i'd hang out looking at the wrestling magazine books or whatever and, and dvds
1: yeah and you know, and I'll tell you, man, this is this is not gonna go this is not gonna go down very well. And with and, and look, I don't get I don't get political on it on this show, nope. but if you if you add the the coronavirus frustrations in addition to what's going on with this election in the US, this whole thing is a clusterfuck on ice. Yep. This is this is not this is not gonna end well. Um, but much, so it's so in short, ladies and gentlemen, uh, bringing this back to wrestling, it's yeah, almost yeah, like the world. Ball- yeah, we
0: were just curious about everything that's going on there because um, yeah. that leads to like what's going on here and with all the wrestling and uh, and you mentioned the pandemic.
1: Yeah, well, and, and now we're we're still not sure what's going to happen with uh, WrestleMania and all that. Exactly. Um, you know, cuz it's it's not happening. I can I can almost guarantee you it's not going to happen to the degree that they wanted to happen in Tampa cuz originally originally they were going to have it in California at, like, the, it, at the at the new stadium there. For Royal, Rumble, for Royal
0: Rumble, they said they wanted to have uh, live fans at least for that one, though.
1: Uh, well, and that's matched. not gonna happen. That's yeah. not. good. Yeah. No, that that's not gonna happen. I can guarantee you that. Okay. Um, but getting back to um, to Monday Night Raw, yeah, I mean, other than other than the uh, Mustafa Ali and Ricochet match, none of this captured my attention. And and the fact that because now that we're going into um, Survivor Series, the fact that the tagline is best of the best, and they're having all these matches such as Drew McIntyre versus uh, you know Randy Orton when Drew McIntyre is not even the champion anymore, this whole thing is stupid. Like the the Survivor Series. I thought this was over.
0: Orton and McIntyre.
1: I thought we were done. Um. Well, ap- apparently if um, or or no, I'm sorry. It was it was it was. Or I'm sorry, I, m- I misspoke. They were gonna do um McIntyre versus Reigns, at uh, Survivor Series, but that could change if if because Orton Orton and McIntyre are going one on one uh for the belt on Monday Night Raw. That's why I, so I, I said
0: out. I I I thought this feud was done, man. I don't know.
1: This is so I mean this is so stupid. This entire situation is a clusterfuck. So instead of um instead of going through the entire the entire bit of Monday Night Raw, yeah. I will say go back and take a look at Mustafa Ali and Ricochet. And then for, for a low point, you can damn near pick anything, um, but especially that promo uh, surrounding the Survivor Series team where, uh, where Matt Riddle was coming up with nicknames for each person.
0: Hey, you're the skipper.
1: You're the mongoose. Keith
0: Lee. Happy birthday, Keith Broly.
1: Oh my God. So yeah, we had Skipper. And Fireface uh, for Sheamus. Broly, Bro Fireface, um, Dopey. Oh, my. And, uh, oh my. and um, what was the other one? Skipper. Skipper is AJ. Yeah, Skipper, Dopey for Matt, uh, Broly for Keith, um, Fireface for Sheamus. And, and Mongoose for Braun. Oh my fucking! Uh, kill me now. <laughs> and with that being said, we're gonna we're gonna take a break because I need to take a break because my head is smoking from dealing with the stupidity. Oh dude. my god! Uh. Yes, uh, we will be right back after
0: this this pause, short pause, with our review of AWNXC and SmackDown, as well cool. as our time warp segment. So stay tuned for that. Cool. All right, fans, we are back. We're into our review of NXT and NXT this week. Now, Benny's told me off oh, air. You didn't uh, watch this, this. You didn't get to see it this week.
1: Well, I, I, I was going to. I was, I was going to be the good little soldier and watch everything for the podcast. But then I heard uh, what happened on NXT, and I just I couldn't do it. I had to sit it out out of a silent protest. Okay,
0: so Johnny Gargano, the North American champion, comes out to the ring with his uh, wheel of Johnny or whatever he's calling it. He spins the wheel to pick an opponent because he says it doesn't matter who, what opponent the wheel lands on, he'll beat them and win and hold on to the championship spins a wheel, it lands on Leon Ruff, out comes Leon Ruff. And of course, uh, Damien Priest is out in the, in the audience uh, watching. And uh, Gargano taunts Priest. Priest uh, walks out um, towards Barricade, enters the ringside area. Of course, the destruction Allows Leon Ralph to roll Johnny Gargano up for the three count, and he is now the new North American champion.
1: Oh my God! He, he the 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 belt didn't even stay on his waist; they had it fall down like he was wearing a, wearing loose pants. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, okay. Good and but uh, the the part
0: best part was after the break, they cut to the back where where um. Damien Priest is talking to Leon Ruff, congratulating, gave him the keys to his crown told him to get out of here because as soon as Johnny Gargano gets to the back, he's going to kick Leon Ruff's ass. So Leon Ruff books it. Gargano storms in and goes after Priest, which is broken up by William Regal. And Gargano is going on about how it was a joke. It wasn't real. It, it doesn't count. It wasn't an official match, it was it was a joke, right? And yeah. uh, Damien Priest is telling him, you're the one who made the match. You made the match, you idiot. Oh my God. <laughs> so
1: that's how this week's NXT starts off. I mean, this is like WWE main roster booking. I don't need it. Like, stay the fuck away from NXT. And next, we have more championship uh,
0: action. Uh, Santos Escobar defending against Jake Atlas. Escobar defeating Atlas to hold on to the title.
1: You know, I um, I think Atlas is a very good wrestler, but... Um, I don't know, like they need to change up his presentation because right now he just, he comes off very flat to me.
0: Now I had heard this next one, I heard about this part of the show. I wasn't clear exactly what happened, but Raquel Gonzalez versus Ailey is called off. Okay, Boa is out to, to tell Gonzalez that there's no match. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, Gonzalez uh, gets rid of him, throws him out of the ring, and she leaves. But then this older guy walks out of this uh, the red, this red uh, mist or whatever, and puts a black mark on Boa's hand. So I'm not sure what exactly this, where is it exactly this is going.
1: Uh, sounds strange. I'll have to look it up to see what you're talking about.
0: Just go go and watch it, or if there's a clip on YouTube, I'll look it up and I'll send it to you off air, but it's like really weird.
1: Yeah, uh, I'll tell you what, NXT has just slipped so far.
0: Like, here we go. Uh, And the thing to explain anything about in this report. All right, then we had Candice LeRae versus Tony Storm. And here we have Lorraine defeating Storm, and of course, at the end, we get uh, Indy Hartwell running out to the ring and they attack Storm, and she reveals herself to be the attacker who attacked Garou Blackheart.
1: I told, and I told you this weeks ago. I'm on I, I
0: told, I told you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Took out. Um,
0: Took out, sorry, took out. Um, what's the name during the Damien Priest match,
1: right? Yeah, he, I mean, uh, I mean, he's she, she. Yeah, she took the mask guy to, or the mask girl. Uh, took out. Um, uh, Damien Priest during his yeah. match with yeah, with yeah, Gargano yeah. at Halloween yeah. Havoc. It wasn't um,
0: Chelsea Blackheart. I got mixed up there.
1: No, no, it was it was the screen Girl, and um. <clears throat> And I told you after that, that you know, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, well, that's Indy Hartwell because of, yeah, yeah, of yeah. Uh, the segments that she had had uh, revolving yeah. around having dinner with the Garganos and gifting no, no, I them a new TV and all no, that
0: stuff. I got mixed up. i had said, uh, Indy Hartwell taking a uh, Shotzi Blackheart, but no, it was Indy Hartwell taking uh, Demon Priest taking him out.
1: Yeah, and it, but, but it's like, But my point being, like, I saw this coming from, like, two miles away. Like, you know, it wasn't hard to figure out who she was. Yep.
0: All right, then we had uh, Timothy Thatcher defeating Dexter Loomis after some interference from my uh, new favorite somewhat, Cameron Grimes.
1: Oh, fuck off.
0: What was her beep button? (laughs)
1: Oh, Jesus! Uh,
0: I swear! Come on! Come on! We we know everyone knows that you want to go to the moon.
1: Uh, no, I do not. <laughs> r- r- reverse direction on the spaceship. <laughs> Where, okay. Where's the Where's the flux capacitor when you need when you need it?
0: Okay, that leads us to our main event. We had. Danny Burch and Only Lorkin defeating going to hold on to the NXT Tag Team Championships.
1: Oh, good. oh, good golly gee! So that means next week we get, another, we get another promo from Pat McAfee. You don't like Pat McAfee's promos? Uh, well I mean, he's good at what he does, but it's just I'm I'm not really interested.
0: I don't know. I couldn't find I couldn't
1: them in a, a somewhat entertaining. <laughs> well, no, it's just, but so do I. But here's the thing like, Pat McAfee is the biggest storyline on NXT. Yeah. Like, and to me, that's a problem. Like, look, because I, I told you going in um, to NXT Tick Over 30 that I didn't, I didn't like that he was in a storyline with Adam Cole. And then after after their match, I gave Pat McAfee credit. I said that was the best performance I've ever seen from an outside guy coming in. Okay. Like he killed it. But then, like he said, he was done after that. But then here he comes again, and now he's leaving a, a stable that's trying to replace the the undisputed heir on um, NXT. I'm sorry. There's no first of all, there's no replacing the undisputed heir. But number two. You're having a non-wrestler lead a stable trying to take out four of the the world's most renowned wrestlers? Like, what? Explain that to me.
0: Yeah. All right, so that is our review of NXT for this week, guys. This this was uh, one of the weaker ones.
1: Yeah, well, I, I got that impression. As, as soon as I read that Leon Ruff did
0: I was like, click. Okay, I'm watching AEW Wednesday nights, but then on um, Bleacher, I'm following the NXT results. Yeah. As soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh, I gotta watch this just to see what the hell happened there. That just sounded so weird reading that. Uh,
1: yeah, you think? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, so now we are going to get into our review of
1: AEW Bet. Okie dokie. Um so AEW uh, kicks off with Brian Cage versus Matt Seidel. Not a bad match. Uh no, but I I, I just I hate these kind of matches because it just um it, it it's just it's such a foregone conclusion who's gonna win. That's why I didn't like it. Okay. Uh, match number two, uh, Bunkhouse match, Butcher and Blade versus Natural Nightmares. Um, I uh, you know what? I did
0: not mind this match. I didn't like all the stuff around all the setting around the ring with the bales of hay stuff. Uh, the blood was a
1: little much, but the match itself, I didn't mind. I just thought the wrong team won. Yeah, but my – I I would agree. But my my confusion with um, this match, aside from not being familiar with what a bunkhouse match was, honestly, I had to look it up. Um, this didn't seem like a bunkhouse uh, match to me because – all that this came off was was a violent, a no disqualification match. Like you know, I don't understand. Um, now, uh, you know, and and the other thing too is like, okay, like I didn't mind the match itself. I I I admit that that was a, that was entertaining. The fact that Dustin Rhodes can still perform at the level that he does is unbelievable to me. I mean, he's had a career resurgence and he's 50, 50 some years old. It's, it's amazing to me. Uh, but this, this just seemed like a very low tier feud if, to have this kind of match and this kind of payoff. Like, you know, the, the, whole, the whole thing with the feud was, was that QT Marshall got left by the bunny because she she maxed out all his credit cards and <laughs> then, and then you're gonna have a bunkhouse match and beat the shit out of each other and and have all this blood and shit and and I uh, I'm a little bit confused. So yes, I was impressed by the match, um, but it's just it, it was a little bit weird for me.
0: Okay.
1: And then the other the other thing that I didn't like. Um, was um aside from who who won because that was completely the wrong decision as you said uh even even the fact that bunny went to a table i didn't like you know i i just i don't i don't like women going through tables when it's not a women's match yep okay that that's just my thing so anyway um Next up, we have a uh, the induction of MJF into the inner circle. Uh, hold, on, uh, hold on,
0: hold on, hold on. Didn't, didn't they have uh, Cody Rose before that?
1: No. I don't think so. Not according to, to this lineup. I think Cody Rose was, was after this.
0: Okay. All
1: right, go on. I think so. But anyway, um, just just in ca- just in case, um, we'll just we'll just get into that after um, after this. Yeah, well, yeah, go on. Yeah, go okay, on. cool. Um, so we get MJF uh, being inducted into the inner circle. I love this segment because uh, he started quoting Drake, <laughs> and uh, you know. Uh, PMP are getting all pissed off.
0: Okay. And, and they, they even called them out on it. Yo, that's Drake
1: song. He's like, "Who's Drake?" Yeah, and then and then like and then he he continues even after they get pissed. and like, "We started from the bottom, now we're here." <laughs> and Santana and our teachers are just like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> um, so that was that was really funny. Uh, the and the fake crying um, was was hilarious. I just um, I just loved everything about this segment. Uh, and not only does MJF want to celebrate being inducted into into the inner circle, he wants to celebrate Jericho's birthday. So out come the uh, the balloons and stuff and. And um, then everybody gets to go to Vegas next week. It is worth mentioning that uh, Sammy Guevara was not involved in this segment. Apparently... uh, No, he'll
0: he'll show up later on.
1: Apparently his invitation got lost in the mail uh, to throw back to one of our titles um, for an earlier episode of the podcast give infringement on on the part of aew i'll have you know i expect royalties in the mail you lazy fucks um anyway um but um so yeah this was this was um this was um a good gu- a good um a good segment and i look forward to to the shenanigans that follow um this uh, next week in Vegas because as we know nothing that happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Okay. Um despite the popular tagline. Um and then um the the next the next match was a little weird. Scorpio Sky versus Sean Spears. Uh, why? why uh, I, I, like, I like the
0: continuity with the glove. They're still going with uh, Spears using the
1: Tully Blanchard's glove. Well, yeah, there's that. But it's like Spears just doesn't come off like a major st- star to me. I don't have a problem with him. But to me... But I think he looks a lot better than when he first came in. When he
0: first came in, they had nothing from him. They, they made him the chairman because of uh, cracking Cody in the head with the chair.
1: Yeah, and that was stupid. But it's like, why is Tully Blanchard of all people with him? I don't, I don't understand that. Because like, he, Spears isn't a tag team competitor. You know, he's already with FTR, and then you downgrade to Sean Spears. And look, I'm not saying Sean Spears deserves to be labeled a downgrade. It's just I don't understand why Tully is with him. I don't, I don't get that. Um. And, um, and besides, I completely disagree with him beating Scorpio Sky, because to me, Sky is so much more impressive, but that's just my opinion. Okay. Um, so let's see. Next up, we have... Oh, oh and we gotta we gotta go back we gotta talk about that Cody Rhodes. Rhodes. Uh,
0: you know I looked it up because I was uh, it took some time to look it up but that did take place after the cage I don't match
1: okay yeah for some reason it's not here they must have they must have om- omitted it out now, of protest
0: th- this was just
1: I was confused I, I was I was extremely confused. Because I'm like, who is this?
0: Yeah, okay. That was was my first uh, question.
1: I'd never seen this lady, and this was just a weird way of introducing her. But um, but secondly, um, the delivery was just very odd. And uh, she name drops someone who's a bigger giant than Cody, she
0: drops Shaq's name.
1: Yeah, but like, who wants to see Shaq and <laughs> like? Cause to me, that was just. Such that a did you time. did you get her name? Jade Cargill. Cargill,
0: Jesus.
1: Yep. And and, uh, the, uh, and, uh, the, apparently, and the and This and, and, is hold hold on one second. I'll, 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 I'll let You're you going? do it in just a minute. Yep. But um, so the entire time I'm just I'm very confused by this because her delivery is not coming off very well. So I, I'm trying to figure this out, and she's she's trying to be intimidating to Cody, and he says that he has there's nothing giant about him. After after going off of his previous giant killer nickname, blah and blah blah blah, um and then. And then some people online said that Brandy Rhodes saved the segment, but to me it got no, even worse. No, what? No. But to me it got it got even worse after yeah. she came out yep. because she tried to go all ghetto, <laughs> and, yep. and that's not Brandy Rhodes at all. Brandy Rhodes is a very uh, classy, uh, you know, intelligent woman. Mm. Uh, you know, so she does not play the ghetto role very well. I can understand her coming out to defend Cody, um, from a nobody. But when when she started calling uh, Jade a heifer, I was like, <laughs> no. or I just I I couldn't I couldn't con- I started laughing so hard that it, uh, I swear to God, if I hadn't been sitting at my desk. I would have fallen out of my chair because the desk wouldn't have been there to hold me up. You have heard? I, I, oh. couldn't, I <laughs> could not believe how badly this segment so... came off.
0: Um, now, now, This is not her only appearance because
1: she She's, has now signed with AEW. She signed a multi-year deal, and I'm like, okay, uh-huh. and you get him, get it. Well, I'll tell you what—that was a
0: bad introduction because Jesus Christ. You know what? Now we gotta do some on-the-fly
1: research here.
0: So, keep go, go on, uh, go on with the next match while I look up something here.
1: Okay. Um Oh yeah, they had the, they had this. Um, they had this review, but it was much, it was much, um, further down in the, in the review. So maybe I just missed something. Oh, well. Um, but yeah, I, I, I didn't like this. Um, so, uh, next, next up we have, uh, let's see, we're skipping, we're skipping past, uh, Sean Spears, because we already went over that. Next, next,
0: next we had Ty Conti versus Red Velvet.
1: uh, Why do they keep putting these women in the ring? Like, like, okay. This was a
0: sloppy match.
1: I know I come down very hard on on the women in AEW, and I'm not trying to be an asshole. I understand you need a women's division, but if if the quality is not there, don't put them on the air on national television. Let them get better on dark, and then you slowly build it up. But they, outside of Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb and Hikaru Shida and, and Chris Satlander when she comes back from injury, they have nobody on that roster. No one. And it's just, it's absolutely god-awful.
0: Okay, Ben.
1: Yeah. I have information on
0: this chain, Jade Cargill.
1: Oh, please. Enlighten the masses.
0: So, Cargill started training in 2019 under AR Fox's WWA4 Academy, then Heath Slater's Face-to-Face Wrestling, and QT Marshall's Nightmare Factory. Oh, and she, she made a professional debut with AEW on the, the November 11th, 2020 episode of Dynamite. So
1: she's just starting out here. Oh, that was her professional debut. I'm, that was I'm her sorry, professional debut. I, 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 I mean, I know, I know your character's a bitch, but I, personally, I feel bad for her. I, I I, do, because, um, you know, that just was not. That was not a good debut That all. was terrible. My God. And you're going to – why are you putting – first of all, why is Shaq all of a sudden being associated with AEW and a top few with Cody Rhodes? Number, number, number one. Number two, um, personally, I don't give a shit about Shaq and AEW. But I like Shaq. I, I'm a I'm a, I'm a Lakers fan, uh, you know, for a long time. Uh, I uh, I appreciate his his charity work. He seems like a very 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 good guy. Aside from the fact that he's ginormous and he looks like he, he could eat me, so I'm not gonna say anything negative about Shaq here. Uh, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> But you know, just in terms of pro wrestling, I am not interested in seeing him on AEW. Just as I wasn't interested in seeing him on WWE television, going uh, having a royal having a royal rumble moment with the uh, with the Big Show. I'm, I I don't need to see it. He's you know, I think he's damn near fifty. I don't, and the fact that he's coming in with Cody Rhodes and they're having a nobody manage him no disrespect to jade cargill but you just said that this was her professional debut yep so of all, of all people why would you have jade cargill coming over to put over Shaq? And and,
0: and and don't flex it just looks weird when dana brooke does it it's
1: okay but when this one was doing it, it just looked weird uh, well, aside aside from the fact that that that, that looked like steroids to me personally, yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I don't know if AEW tests for that, but you might want to get on the on to that for sure. So, uh yeah, back to this match here: Red Velvet, and Ty Conti. Uh, this was sloppy.
0: Oh, oh my God! Well, <laughs> I wanted to like I like Tai Conti and damn energy. I love them together
1: well Anna Jay just makes the heart go (laughs) Um, pitter-pattert is she is she your
0: Becky Lynch of AEW you damn
1: right you damn right (laughs) that's all I got to say about that
0: sorry what, what,
1: what, what do you do with the dark order you should be with ben i i could say i could say that about about many things but yes i agree um and uh you know i really thought uh, speaking of the dark order we touched on it a little bit earlier you know i i really thought that they were going to get a boost when uh when Brody Lee came in, and they did momentarily, but now where is Brody Lee? So I'm a little bit confused. Um, <clears throat> but then the, the main event was... Uh, oh, uh, my God. So, um, the main event was so good. Oh. It, was, it was so good.
0: You never see that in any of these matches when uh, they teared, ripped the mask off.
1: Yeah, I mean, Brother, it kind of reminded me a little bit of, of Eddie Grove versus um, Rey Mysterio from Halloween Havoc 97, because um, at the end of the match, um, you know, Ray's mask was torn. Um, but, I mean, the fact that it was like Brother versus Brother, and um, it's like they're a very successful tag team, and now because they're with, with Eddie and, uh, you know, Eddie's kind of playing favorites with uh, with Penta. Yeah,
0: my best friend, and Phoenix.
1: Yeah, so so now is obviously that's pissing off uh, Ray Phoenix, but to go to the degree of you know taking off trying to rip off each other's mask.
0: Yeah, wow. when that
1: when that is so pivotal to the Lucha Libre. Um, Tradition and history, um, and I, th- I thought uh, Shivani really helped uh, to, to to enhance that storytelling aspect of the match um, because, like, he was getting emotional about it. Like, he was damn near crying about you know why these brothers are doing that to each other. Mm-hmm. The it was like them potentially hurting each other was secondary. Them disgracing each other by taking the mask off, so that was something that I appreciated because one, like, like Lucha Libre is what made me fall in love with pro wrestling. So the fact that the fact that that aspect of it was such uh, was brought to such a forefront uh, was absolutely perfect. And we saw. Thought- there was so there was so much, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh
0: no, I was saying, uh, and then at the end we saw Pac, the return of Pac.
1: Yeah, I mean, so everything about, everything about this match was executed perfectly. I mean, these two guys are, are absolutely just next level freakishly talented.
0: So where, so where do we go now? Is Pac a face
1: now? I I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd buy Pac as a face, especially... Because, I mean, he when he left, he was the bastard. Maybe
0: he's a reformed bastard.
1: <laughs> I don't know, but they were still referring to him as a bastard when he went off the air. so I'm hoping he stays healed, because that's how I like him. But I'll tell you what, this, this match, in terms of the emotion of Professional
0: wrestling. This a, is a, I just have a problem with one thing here. Yeah. At the beginning, when Eddie Kingston came out, did you notice? Did you notice something?
1: Uh, you gotta give me more detail. He didn't have a
0: scratch on him after being in a, in an I quit match that involved barbed wire. Yeah. I would have I would have expected to see at least a band-aid or something on his head
1: yeah um, <clears throat> but yeah I mean I the storytelling aspects of this with mask versus mask and brother versus brother it's just oh my god I just loved it. Sorry, go by Semi,
0: Semi Rivera, Inner Circle. We did see Semi Rivera. He made he actually made an appearance on uh, this episode.
1: Yeah, it, it was a it was a backstage segment after yeah. the um the induction, and despite the fact that um that uh, MJF emailed him the wrong information, <laughs> uh he. He still purchased a ticket for uh, Sammy to go to Vegas with him next week. And I have to say, they actually are in Vegas because uh, unless
0: uh, this is some footage that Jericho, um, that Jericho put together, like because I follow him on Instagram and he was showing an Instagram story, a video of, around Vegas.
1: yeah. So I, I mean, I don't know how they're gonna pull that off with
0: coronavirus. Oh, yeah, right. That's what I was saying. I don't think like they're really side so Because I think Choco just pulled together some stock footage of uh, outside of outside of uh, when the casinos and hotels.
1: Absolutely. And uh, so that that'll be interesting to see how they pull that off. Yeah, but, yeah. The. Um, The main event just made the entire week for me. Yep.
0: All right. So that's uh, AEW. Now again to SmackDown. Uh, You know what? Uh, This was the most... This was the more more enjoyable show for me this week. Really? With SmackDown. Well, Raw wasn't.
1: Yeah, well, raw definitely set the low bar. That's for sure. And the NXT
0: was, eh. I mean, I'm glad they didn't feed Timothy Thatcher to Dexter because I am a big fan of Timothy Thatcher. Yeah. And AEW, okay, like there were some good and some uh, not good. Like, but but like, but I, mean, like I, can, I,
1: I can understand that. Yeah.
0: But uh, sure. so. For me, okay. Um, the opening got a segment with Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre and Jay and Jay Uso and Jay Uso booking himself in the main events of SmackDown. Then, after yeah. the after commercial, Reigns is yelling at him saying he makes the rules, he makes the matches.
1: Yeah, so but. <laughs> I, mean, I think the promo went too long, but I think it was executed fine.
0: A little long, but but like shush. with Roman reigns his the way he delivers them? Yeah, now I have to ask you, okay, this is the second time that we've seen this. Roman reigns talking during his matches. What do you think yes or no? Uh,
1: yeah because it um it enhances the fact that, that um, Jay is a lackey for Roman. So yeah, I like it.
0: Acknowledge me, Ben. All you have to do is acknowledge me
1: and I can make it all go away. Yes, I acknowledge you as a producer of this podcast. Now as for the creative <laughs> genius, you shall acknowledge me as the all time goat. <laughs> uh-uh. uh, don't
0: you wanna be like Natalia? Don't you wanna be the boat? The best of all time. Oh my
1: god, kill. Yeah, me that, now. Is, that is
0: ridiculous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like okay, the, so the the first match here we had um Sami Zayn versus Apollo Cruz for the Navy Championship.
1: Which that really wasn't a match, but okay, go ahead.
0: Yeah, that that really wasn't right because I was like, okay, we have a match. Then all of a sudden he sees everything uh tying Apollo's leg uh, to the outside under the apron and he gets the win by count out.
1: Oof, Jesus. Like, well well I'll give it, I'll give him this. He is a creative heel.
0: Otis versus Dolph Ziggler, I didn't care about. Oh, I don't
1: give I didn't give a singular shit.
0: Now this was this this was disgusting. I swear Natalia, I'm Natalia versus Tamina versus Liv Morgan versus Chelsea Green. Actually, Chelsea Green uh, broke her arm
1: here. Yes, she broke her wrist. Poor her girl. wrist. Her wrist. Yeah. Poor girl. I mean, first, <laughs> first she. I mean, she's got a history of getting hurt. Yeah. Secondly, they, they brought they brought her to the main roster with no, uh, with no bill whatsoever. No, Not even, it's
0: same with Diana
1: Prasso. Remember when she did, showed up on Raw? Exactly. Um, so you know they, they continue to drop the ball uh, with that. Uh, number two, um, you know she uh, she broke her arm in her uh, you know debut on SmackDown. And uh, number three, even if you want to go. Um, even if you want to go uh, further, further than that, you know she was stuck with Robbie E in um, NXT, so she has not had a good run of things, and, and it, it really doesn't reflect the level of talent that I believe she has. Um, so hopefully she can uh, she can come back stronger, but this is this is definitely not the most auspicious um st- start her career for sure.
0: No the main event was okay, Drew McIntyre versus was but the match for me was Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins. The final chapter.
1: Oh thank Christ. I this really
0: is... I really enjoy this match.
1: Really? Cause yeah. I, I, I cause I'm just so on it I'm, I'm just so no I, no,
0: I don't I'm disengaged. done with that I'm, I'm done with the storyline just like the match. Self,
1: and oh, I'm okay.
0: and I'm and I'm glad it's over because the storyline is was getting. Uh, i was just done.
1: It was it was out of control. It was like nine, ten months long. Yep,
0: that's why. Right. That's why. Right. Like I, I'm not
1: saying I enjoyed like
0: story. I just enjoyed this match because finally the storyline's over. But this was a, was a good match for me, Mr. Real. Yeah. So that's why yeah, this was um. Uh, for the match of night for me on SmackDown. So that's our review of uh, SmackDown for the week. Absolutely. Okay, Ben, uh, because we didn't do this. um, Well, we did this uh, last week, I believe, uh, but we didn't do this on Halloween night. So we're going to do, we're going to fire up the DeLorean.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's back from the shop. The flux capacitor has been reinstalled and we are good to go.
0: Oh my god, you, you you would think that that shop would, that would have called us to let us know that it was ready. No, I had to, I had to keep bothering them. I'm like, yo, oh. is this ready or what? Oh, those bastards. I'm telling you. But finally, it's back and we are ready and we're going back to Sunday November 11th 2000, no, Sunday, November 11th, no. 1999.
1: It's November 14th, 1999.
0: Wait, let me redo that. We are going back to Sunday, November 14th, 1999, Survivor Series. Absolutely. Now this, Ben, did you see this one?
1: Uh No, I did not. Oh, right. Um. So, but this is definitely one that I I would love to go back and, and take a look at. Um, <clears throat> now, now as I'm as I'm looking down the card, I have I have I have an issue here. Oh. Why in the hell? Now, thank God Kurt Angle won this, but why is Kurt Angle going one on one with Sean Stasiak?
0: That's a good question. Uh, I
1: am, I, um, I was asking myself that and we're get into that because I mean, I know that this is very early Kurt Angle, but really, Sean Stasiak, yeah, it's a, it's a little weak.
0: Okay, so um, we are in the Cholu with Sumina and uh, I believe um the only other time I recall uh, being I mean it was Survivor Series '91 for the gravest Challenge. Which have you have you seen that one? Uh, no. Oh, go back and watch it. That was Undertaker defeating Hogan to become the WWF champion.
1: Oh, and that, and that was the, that was the one where Hogan got the title back quite uh, quite quickly. That uh,
0: he that took place on the twenty seventh, and I believe Hogan got it back on uh, December the third at uh, this Tuesday in Texas, which was a one off pay per view event. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I've I've heard I've heard Taker talk about that before.
0: All right. So our, this uh, pay per view opens up with the team of Godfather D'Lo Brown. Marsh and Thrasher defeating the Acolytes and the Dudley Boys.
1: Oh, my God.
0: In nine minutes and 36 seconds.
1: I I would have expected that to go the other way around.
0: And uh, the match that you had uh, alluded to, Kurt Angle defeating Trump Stasiak in the second match.
1: Was like I said... I understand that this was very early, Kurt Angle. (laughs) Five
0: minutes and 56 seconds. Uh, Do you remember when um, he was, um, Sean Stasiak, was uh, being managed by Jacqueline and uh, Terry Reynolds? Yeah. and They were calling him Meat?
1: Yes. I wonder Uh, if
0: this uh, was uh, that uh, time period.
1: Well, I mean, I don't think Sean Stacy had lasted very long.
0: No, but then he uh, he returned uh, after when uh, they brought out the WCW.
1: Um, let, let me let me look him I up think, while we're down I think
0: I, I could be mistaken, but
1: let me let me look him up because I'm kind of curious. Because like we we follow each other on. Um, on social media now, and he, I think he's now a chiropractor. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, he's a chiropractor, motivational speaker, and former professional wrestler. And to your point, he was known as Meat. Um, oh. Yeah, he started. Um, he started in uh, WCW, and uh, like. Um, or no, he started in the WWF and lasted two, like from '98 to 2000. Then he went to uh, WCW and and lasted there until until they went out of business. And oh, then, so
0: so he never followed back to WWE.
1: No, but he actually did, and he was there. He did. For, okay, okay. He was there from uh, 2001 to 2002.
0: Okay, that's what I thought. I thought I'd seen him in WWE at a certain point. All right, then we had another elimination Survivor Series match Val, Venus, Mark Henry, Gangrel, and Steve Blackman defeating British Bulldog and the Mean Street Posse. See, but, but like
1: the way that, this is a little bit weird for me because the way that I remember Survivor Series was it like they would have like the Raw versus SmackDown like as the main event?
0: But like, this this was 1999. They weren't doing uh, that yet.
1: Yeah, but and, and that's a, that's a very good point. But it's like that's why this is weird to me because it's oh, like oh
0: I get yeah yeah I, I get what you're saying yep
1: because because these are lower tier matches and I'm, I'm thinking to myself knowing what it was later on. Why are they having all these, you know, lower tier guys in elimination matches? You need to go watch Survivor Series 87,
0: 88, 89, and 90. The early Survivor Series, those were fun. Uh, from 87 to 91, because 92 is when they started doing singles matches. Yeah. But watch 87 to 91. Those were fun shows.
1: Yeah, well, now I, now I have homework. <laughs> Right. Then, then we had a
0: women's Survivor Series match. We had the fabulous Moolah, Mae Young, Tori, and Deborah defeating Ivory, Jacqueline, Luna Vashon, and Terry.
1: Oh God! Uh, yeah. Something tells me that didn't go very well. <laughs>
0: our first, our sorry, our second singles match of the night. Kane defeats X-Pac by disqualification in four minutes and fifteen seconds.
1: Oh Lord! Well, apparently that was that was an ass whooping that uh, got out, got a little bit out of hand because um, because apparently uh, tri- Triple H went into the ring and hit and hit, um, hit X-Factor in the uh, in the head. So apparently they were having a little bit of a brotherly dispute. Again, this is this is earlier. D Generation X. I'm not familiar with the storyline surrounding this uh, situation.
0: Then we had a four-on-one handicap elimination match. Big Show defeating Big Boss Man, Albert Midian, and Visera.
1: And was this was this before or after the funeral of Big Show's father? This.
0: Well, wait, was that Big Show? Or was that uh, the Giant?
1: That was Big Show. Um, because he, he was always the Big Show, and he was in WWE, so it would have been the Big Show.
0: I'm not sure.
1: So let's see. I'm gonna look that up. I'm, I'm just, I'm just curious. Like, yeah, because
0: uh, I do remember in 1995. Um, they had one uh, they had one where he was at a funeral and uh, whatever they were driving off with their hearse, unless uh, yeah
1: yeah so I'm wondering if this was if this was after that or uh, like right before.
0: So in the next match, why you doing that? I'm gonna go on to the next match. For the Intercontinental Championship China defeats Chris Jericho in 13 minutes and 45 seconds.
1: Oh, boy. Yeah, in, in, intergender wrestling is not my thing. No. All right, then
0: we had um, two cool or and the uh, Holly cousins defeating Edge Christian and the Hardy Boys.
1: Oh, okay. well, well, wait a minute, because I just... Um, Okay, so the funeral was on 11 11 of, of 1999. So this was like three days.
0: Okay, yeah, this was on the 14th.
1: Yeah. Okay, so then this was like right after that. So, okay, so then that makes sense. Yeah.
0: All right, so Too Cool and uh, the Hollies Defeating Edge Christian and the Hardy Boys in 14 minutes 27 seconds. Then we had. Have- do you
1: have anything? Uh, no, I'm just oh, yeah. I, I am continually surprised by the outcomes okay. of these things. I'm just then, like, what?
0: Then uh, for the Tag Team Championships, the New Age Outlaws retaining their titles by defeating Mankind and Al Snow in 13 minutes and 59 seconds.
1: Well, of course that was going to happen because anytime Al, Al Snow was on the team, it was the job squad. So... <laughs>
0: And in the main event, it was a three-way match for the WWF Championship. Big Show defeating The Rock and Triple H to become the new WWF Champion.
1: Um, You know, at, at this point in time, it kind of surprised me, but then it kind of didn't uh, because um, you know, this was, this was, because if you remember, uh, Big Show came in in February of 1999. 1999. Yep. So th- this was be- before, like, the huge oversaturation of Big Show. Like, so, I, so,
0: I'm sorry, did you watch that pay-per-view where he debuted, St. Valentine's Day, Massacre? Yes. Yes, oh, I okay.
1: did. I've seen that one. Yeah.
0: How, how was that, what you think?
1: Um, the, the, the card was kind of weak, I thought, um, but, like, being that that was the major angle, when they had, uh, Stone Cold versus McMahon in a cage, and then, you know, uh, Show came to help, um, Show came from up under the ring to help yeah, I remember that. McMahon, but then inadvertently ended up screwing him, because he, he tossed... He ended up tossing um, Austin Austin through the cage. Yep, I remember that. Which had to be painful as fuck. But it it was just whoa. Um, But yeah, like I just I felt like uh, Big Show was um, was a uh, like even though if you look at his record, like he's been a very successful star. I felt like he was like so overplayed that he became like watered down. Yeah, like and he had more he, more face and heel turns than anybody that oh, I, right, I remember. Right, right. And like you know, he would just do these like they would have these serious storylines. You know, they had the one where um where you know. Have kind of a really insulting one that they were just coming off of with his father three days before this, and then they had him in, in serious storylines with um with a bunch of other people. Yep. Uh, and he would he would have like these really high profile things like with the Undertaker and and uh, all this stuff. But then like then he would go back to being this comedy guy and like. You know, dressing up as a baby and having, like, sumo wrestler situations. You know, and it, it, it just, it, I feel like he could have been a, a bigger star than if he was if he had been treated like he was special.
0: Yeah, because in WCW, they made him look like a monster there.
1: Yeah, like, no, the Giant was both much better than the Big Show. Yep, yep. So because the only other the only other time that he was like really really serious was like it was it was 1999 2000ish and then it, again in like 2003 and 2006 but like 2006 was like the only other time he was treated seriously like a- after he came back from from that failed attempt at boxing, I don't know how a guy like him would have boxed. I mean, Jesus Christ. Um, but that that's neither here nor there. But after after 2006, I think he was just entirely overused. Okay. All right. So that is our review
0: of um, Survivor Series '99 from November 14th. Um. Then when you see it brings the show to a close. Absolutely.
1: Actually, Uh, before
0: we do that, So uh, let's see what we have for next week. I believe you said Friday. You wanted to do this? Uh, Yeah. All right, let's take a look at what we have for Friday of next week. So our choices are from 1993 WCW Battle Bowl From 1994, AGW Superwoman Great War. From 2002, NWA TNA PVP number 21. Then we have uh, 2004, Rumble on the Rock. Then we have a couple of UFCs. And then we have a couple of Survivor Series. The first from 2011, second from 2016
1: uh let's do one of the survivor Series. let me look at the cards
0: let's take a look at uh, survivor series 2011 the main event for that one was oh okay the main event for that one was Strong cena and the rock versus the awesome truth
1: okay yeah we're doing that one okay just just out of curiosity
0: let's take a look at what 2016 had
1: I guarantee you, it's not better than that. <laughs> oh,
0: 2016 had Goldberg and Lesnar.
1: Okay, we're doing the 2011. <laughs> I, think, I think we, I think we can agree.
0: Yeah, you know what? Uh, I remember we covered the, that 2016 one on uh, the other show I was uh, doing at that time, and yeah, for sure, the 2011 is the one. Yeah. And, uh, so we are going with Survivor Series 2011
1: on November 20th. Yes, and I, I promise uh, that I will actually... I, I, I have to confess, um, I was not aware that we were doing a, uh, a show and review this week. Um, so I, that's why I ended up not watching anything extra. But now that I'm aware of it ahead of time, I will make sure to watch uh, that show And so we can give you a lot better review. But in our uh, in our defense, I I don't think that the the Survivor Series '99 turned out to be a very good show. So
0: well, also uh, we skipped the October 31st because of the pay per view that took place on that day.
1: Yeah. So well, yeah, we uh, we weren't gonna do that. I mean, I'd rather. So that's that that, that's why we got a I... bit that's why we got a bit off track with the the time warp this week. Absolutely. So uh, with that being said, we will be back to our regular selves, and I hope you enjoyed the rest of the show. And uh, we will be back for our pre-Thanksgiving holiday edition of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. With that in mind, he's Elio. I'm Ben. Together, we are the Cerebral Palsy Assassins. And we will see you next week.
0: All right, fans, talk to you all then.
1: Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. You've been searching in the dark, sweat soaking through the floor. Buried in your bones, there's an ache that you can't ignore. Taking your breath, stealing your mind, and all that was real is left behind. Don't fight it, it's coming for you, running at you. It's only this moment, don't care what comes after. Your fever dream, can't you see, getting closer. Just surrender, cause you feel the feeling taken.